So yesterday to start the show here on Gresham Foyer, 1024, yesterday when we started, we had the breaking news of the PGA Tour basically selling out to the Live Tour. All we had heard as of yesterday, Christian, when we sort of treetopped it and talked about it a little bit, was that there was a, a merger going on. And we didn't exactly go into the dirty details as to how it was done, how it's getting done. But boy, oh boy, as the day went on yesterday, the reaction to PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, uh, it was swift, it was vengeful, and boy, does this guy look like a real idiot. Jay Monahan, the commissioner, he's the Roger Goodell of the PGA, everybody. Yep. And uh, he is the one who... He, he like, referenced 9-11 families in talking about this with the people on CBS. I want to take Along some, with Jim Nance. Yeah, but Nance. Nance put it on a, up uh, on a tee for him. I, yeah, absolutely. And this was a year ago. So we'll do the second one, Nick. Okay. Let's do a year ago. This is Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA, in 2022. And, boy, does this just sound awful. As it relates to the families of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Oh, my God. What a cheap shot. I mean, but today. Cheap shot back then. But yesterday was really one of the days. And look, so money and 12 months. I guess I I guess those 9-11 families that Jay Monahan knows that he is just prostituting out there must be like, wow, Jay, can we get a piece of of your payout? Yeah, they co-signed on the deal. They co-signed on like we've healed now. You can go ahead and do what you need to do. It's okay. Like he got their blessing, so now he has a totally different you know point of view now since he got the blessing of everyone who he was referencing. Like a little over about a year ago, it is. It, it, it's amazing the lengths that, that the PGA went to try to keep some from players from jumping. Now look, let's also get this out there, okay? This is more about the principle of the way the PGA went after the Live Tour. That's really the story here. That and the fact that Jay Monahan cost some of the golfers. I don't even want to say under his employ, but. Jay Monahan also single-handedly cost golfers on the tour life-changing money. And I know there are a lot of people who are like, ooh, it's Saudi money, it's icky. I get it. I get it that it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. But if you really did a lot of digging into a lot of companies and, you know, who NBA players are in bed with and stuff like that, this really comes down to selective persecution. I'm going to be outraged over this and da-da-da. Um, it feels like the major league of golf, as someone was chirping at me on Twitter yesterday, the whole major league of golf is the one that caved into the money. If they were the major league, like the XFL would never be able to pull this with the NFL or anything like that. And right now, in terms of some television coverage, the, the live people would love to get some XFL numbers here domestically. Um, and and it's really about the PGA Tour because, look, money is dirty, everybody. I hate to say it. 
Money's dirty. You don't know where it's coming. And not physically dirty. A lot of money is dirty. A lot of money in this country and a lot of businesses that we all go, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. We look past all of the yicky ties of companies all across this great country of ours and tied into brands that every one of us have worn. So this is the selective persecution, but if I'm a PGA Tour golfer and I listened to this clown who, Jay Monahan's getting fired, folks, because the guy who runs the Saudi investment fund is in charge of this whole new endeavor. So Jay Monahan is going to collect his check, pass go, and then go home. Well, the thing is, and the second clip is even better because there's some buzzwords that Jay Monahan used in the second one when they're both sitting down announcing the the merger. And think about it. So Jay Monahan at that time basically rallying the troops, trying to convince other golfers why the PGA was great and how you shouldn't defect and how that's dirty money, shaming them, shaming. convincing them to preach on his behalf. So basically taking the low level just, you know, really crappy angle of of taking the real, you know, uh emotional angle towards the Saudi nation, human rights issues and look what they've done, look what they've done. Can you believe you'll never have to be embarrassed by what the PGA does? Oh. What you need to it, it really and that itself felt dirty even reporters who would literally like almost sneak attack certain players who defected and decided to take the money. Like, I am mean, really going to be upset. Like they made you an offer you could not refuse. And you were still able to play in all the majors. You were able to play in the masters. I would even go so far as when uh, Mickelson was uh, in the masters, he was actually a top five. He was actually playing really well. Even on Sunday, they weren't even showing him. Mm-hmm. Jim Nance was backhandedly, like you know, uh, attacking him. Oh, they were taking throwing, their digs and throwing digs in uh, about the uh, you know the CW and nobody's watching. All of them were taken when they got an opportunity. That was the pinata, and they were taking a whack at. Oh it. yeah, they were team PGA Tour, yeah. no question. So yesterday, Jay Monahan said this on this merger. I would describe the meeting as uh, intense, uh, certainly heated. This is a very complex, obviously it's a very, it's been a very dynamic and a complex couple of years. Um, and for players, I'm not surprised that, you know, this is an awful lot to ask them to digest. And, and this is a significant change for us, you know, in the direction that we were going down. But as I'm trying to explain, and I will continue to explain uh, as we go forward, this ultimately is a decision that I think is in the best interest of all of the members of the PGA Tour. You know, even people in the Twitch chat, good morning to the Twitchers, twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. A lot of Twitchers are uh, of the thought that if you had just left the Live Tour alone, then they probably would have either folded or just been funded by the Saudis in what would have been a losing proposition. And instead, it feels like the PGA Tour kind of gave them an out in a way. To me, there were two things that really happened. Number one, those live players got in the majors. That was a massive deal. That was basically the majors, uh, in a way, thumbing their nose to the traditional setup of the tours and all that. The other one is... The PGA knows that here stateside, 
we're in depressed advertising markets. Their television deal is what it is, and I don't know exactly where they stand with CBS. Apparently, CBS was blindsided by this. They had no idea. Well, it's a great way to do business with your television partner is to have a long, you know, and they're even sucking up for you during PGA events and, and taking digs, and you don't even let them know what in the world's going on. But I think the fact that the Saudis appear to have unlimited money. I think I read somewhere yesterday that that, it's like Saudi investment fund, which, by the way, WWE is taking some of that money, doing their super show, again, like 30 or $40 million a show to go over there and all that stuff. I think that investment fund is at like $620 billion. So the PGA knew they didn't have the long bread. The PGA Tour didn't have the long bread to be able to match up with this. And as long as the Saudis were willing to fund it and keep going, eventually more golfers would have gone over there and they just would have got swallowed up. The thing that is um, the thing that I think most people are ripping this guy for is his hard stance against it and who he recruited. Because there are other players that he recruited to say the same thing and then he folded so he's obviously under a lot of criticism, mainly for being a hypocrite. And this, I want you to listen to this real quick. Yeah. Okay, because this is Jay Monahan, commissioner of the, the PGA Tour. <laughs> for uh, now. <laughs> for now, because you're right. He, he is, is going to get fired. Um, but you could say, well, he brought us all together. This is what's best for golf. No, he screwed it up from the beginning. This is him admitting about the criticism. And listen to a couple buzzwords uh, that you think uh, are, 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 that are obvious in this clip. I recognize everything that I've said in the past in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And anytime I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. And so I accept those criticisms. But circumstances do change. And I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, in looking at the big picture and looking at it this way, that's what got us to this point. Right. Circumstances do change. Oh yeah, yeah. What a buzz! What a buzzy way to say the check cleared. Yeah. Well, you know the other thing that 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 the whole um, I recognize him admitting that he recognizes. Okay, you guys don't have. I'm not going to fight you on this. I recognize. Basically, I admit that I screwed up. I recognize what I did. He said that twice. You know, the other thing is like uh, how he's trying to compete. Guys, I'm trying to compete. Um, I acted with the best interest. The circumstances changed. Cut me some slack. They had me up. They had me backed up into a corner. They had $650 billion. I screwed it up. I tried to, you know, it's almost like a guy that was like, even like back last year, it was like a guy that's losing a fight. It was one of the analogies I always use. A desperate person, like, who's like up against it. They will do anything to get out of it, even play dirty. So he hits him below the way, the the belt, and like criticizes all these other players that decided that they were going to take the money. Now, all those guys, those players, those what, six or seven of the top 10 in the world, all took the money, mm-hmm. and now they're rolling back with no recourse. No, listen, I get to keep my $150 million. I got to play a bunch of practice rounds in shorts with a live band and nobody hanging out with everybody. Like, it was easy money. Like, you guys are so stuck up and arrogant, you couldn't see what an unbelievable opportunity it was. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how, what exactly it's going to mean Is it overall. always? Is it always take the money? 
Because well, we have a, cause well, we have a Tiger story. Tiger didn't take the money. You know what? Because Tiger had money. <laughs> because, honestly, they offered Tiger Woods, I think it was $800 million. Yeah. The guy's net worth is like $1.3 billion. Tiger is one of the rare people who already had generational wealth, yeah. right? There were some guys who, you know, like Dustin Johnson, he was rich. There's no question. He got generationally wealthy by going to, by taking the Saudis' money is really what it turned into. Now, again, is it blood money? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know. You know honestly, if you did a really deep dive into some of the brands on the tour, there's already conflicts anyway. Again, people just choose to ignore them if they want to. Now, Congress is weighing in. Is that a bad thing for the PGA? There's a Oregon senator who apparently wrote on Twitter, uh, hypocrisy doesn't begin to describe this brazen, shameless cash grab. I'm going to dive into every piece of Saudi Arabia's deal with the PGA. U.S. officials need to consider whether a deal will give the Saudi regime inappropriate control or access to U.S. real estate. Does this guy know that Liv played some tournaments here in America? I don't. I don't. I would say don't even. This guy's just figuring it out. Someone just told him. He yes. has no idea what he's talking about. Here is what I think is a maybe the unintended consequences are really. The big picture for the Saudis and their $650 billion, like, it's not going to stop here with golf. Golf is like like the easy, like the, that's like the weak sister. That's the country you take over first. Mm-hmm. But then you think about all the other professional franchises. You think about the NFL's willingness or desire to go nationally. You think about like if I, if I want to buy a team – well, instead of like, I'm not even going to negotiate. I'm just going to give you three times over asking price. And I'm just going to cut the negotiation, the back and forth, and I will own a team in the NFL. Now, to your point, because some people might be like, no, that can't happen. No, 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 no. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, I'm not sure on Major League Baseball yet. Uh, they have opened the doors to, let's call it, venture capitalists right you can you can now get vc money as a part of those groups and would the nfl consider a saudi backed offer on a team right say before they sold the washington commanders to this guy let's say a saudi dude was like oh i'll just give you 10 billion for it right now what does the nfl do because that would honest to god you would put the 31 NFL owners in a room if there was a $10 billion offer for one team, they would strategize for days trying to figure yep. out how they would try to deflect all of the criticism that would come their way as all of them go, oh boy, my franchise value just went up $2 billion because these dudes walked in and paid a ton of money. You're right, Christian. It is coming to big-time sports. Can I give you an example? Please. Okay. If, uh, I hope you have so, a better one than I so, laid out. No, no, no. Like, no, no. I think it's 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 truth. Like, so these deals don't have – like, this is – they're so far ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So they're not – they're prospecting, right? So, well, I'm going to do this now because in 10 years I want to own a team. Not in three years. and 10 years because that's how long it will take. The example number one of things that we thought would never happen – in the history of pro sports, 
let me just see if you can Billy Lanny this for me because Billy would know what I'm talking about. There's an area of the country that we thought would never be involved in pro sports. Area and, 51. And it's now a mecca. It's a mecca for gambling, pro sports, college sports, and that's Vegas. Las Vegas. And gambling. They, they're going to have every major yep, within- sport in Vegas. And 10 years ago, when I was playing, you, you, you couldn't even – there was not a chance in hell that the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and, and hockey would ever build arenas, stadiums, and, and, and admit to everybody that we're on board. So think about that. Now, fast forward 10 years from now, the league has been – hinting and trying to build a base in Europe, overseas. Those teams are going to be, woo, really, really expensive. And the only people who will be really able to afford it are people who just have, I mean, I mean, you know what, I know what's the infinity amount of money. Sure. And they're just making more of it. So I could easily see them turning a blind eye, ignoring the human rights, and then saying, well, listen, we listen. Uh, golf did it. NBA did it. There you the, go. And the NFL will be last. Now you're. There the NFL you will be go. last. It's safe to go back in the water now, guys. The yep. shark is gone, and nobody's scared. Of the big bag boogeyman. Okay, and there's no more criticism anymore. Now you're on it. You're so exactly right. So they will own right. a team that is 100. percent Where are the props for that? Honest to God, that is the way it's going to be. That's a real long play, though. I'll it tell is, you. But it has You'd to be. You'd have 100 bucks tied be. up for 10 years. That's all right. It's they, okay. They probably have to. They would probably have to put like some parameters on it within the next five years. The bet would have to come due. Uh, but I, I'm <laughs> with a, you. That's the ten year that's, plan. That's a long play, though. Somebody in the Twitch chat said uh, Saudis offered seven billion for the Redskins. NFL said no. I'd have to vet that and see if that is the case. But you nailed it. It almost doesn't matter what the first offer was from one of those entities. The NFL is going to say no because you're a million percent right. They won't be first, they'll be last, and they'll get the biggest chunk of money yep. of any of those leagues. Yep. And it will be normalized. Mm-hmm. We will be desensitized. You want me to think about it? Sports washing. They will, meaning they, the NFL, would drop that news on a Friday afternoon, yep. let the weekend take care of it, and Monday would be a new day. And it will be the biggest, baddest, most technologically advanced stadium that the world has ever Seen. Well, it's I don't not going to. No, no, they're not going to. When you have that type of money, like you don't they, just they can't bring that slave labor over here and build a stadium. They can only do that over in Saudi Arabia. So mm. now I don't know. Would they be able to get away with it in England or something like that? I, I don't, don't I, know. But it's, but it's, it's happening. Nuts. It really is. And uh, Jay Monahan, uh, listen, I hope the check was worth it. Uh, you are listening to two greedy capitalists when it's all said and done. But, boy, Jay Monahan, that whole 9-11 thing just looks really bad. And that will be how that guy's going to be remembered. He said that and then sold out. As he's a consultant for some startup in, like, New Mexico. Please. You know what he should do is whatever they're giving him, if it's $50 million, $100 million, whatever the check is, listen, buy it, just or take the check, yeah. cash it, go to Bermuda, don't be seen anywhere. Go sit on a beach, live your life. Take your money and just be done with it. Or at least that's what I would do.